Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Welcome to the High Velocity Radio Show, where we celebrate top performers producing better results in less time. Stone Payton here with you this afternoon, and you are in for a real treat. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, Mr. Speaker Vincent T. Edwards, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Stone. How are you doing? I am doing just wonderfully. I have so been looking forward to having this conversation, and I know that our listeners are going to enjoy this as well. As we get started, could you give us a little bit of an overview of mission, purpose? What is Mr. Speaker out there trying to do for folks? I'm out there trying to help people just realize their purpose and understand that, you know, in order to succeed in life, uh, you don't have to conform. Um, You have to know what your purpose is and be willing to have a different mindset, be willing to put in the work to get to where you want to go. Those individuals who really want to change where they are right now, that's my mission to help people accomplish that. Well, it sounds like a noble purpose. It sounds like it could be very rewarding work. What's the backstory? How did you get to a point where you decided that you wanted to invest some real time, energy, and effort into into doing this kind of thing? It, it happened some years ago. I've always been in the area of training uh, in some form or fashion, ranging from when I was in the United States Army doing uh, training. I was a drill corporal, um, worked with troops, got out got into private sector, started doing training, emergency management training. But while I was uh, working for uh, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, um, they brought in a speaker one day and they paid this gentleman a lot of money. (laughs) uh, (laughs) They paid him a, a lot of money for an hour of work. And I sat there and I was like, what this guy taught, I already knew. I could have done this and they could have gotten it for free from me. And it was like, okay, if he's doing this and making a living at it, it could be viable. Um, it's something that I, I think, think I could do. And then when I actually found out how much he actually made for an hour's worth of work, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, this is knowledge. <laughs> so that really sparked my interest and pushed me and gave me the motivation to go ahead and to begin to put everything together. Now, it didn't happen overnight. You know, there's a process that you have to go through, uh, putting your material together, getting out there, doing free talks, getting to know people, um, building those relationships. But that's what got me started. I was like, okay, I've got a wealth of knowledge that if I would have had when I was younger, it would have benefited me. And I think a lot of people could benefit from um, the things that I have. So that's what kicked me off. Well, I'm interested, and I know many of our listeners will be as well. That how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for a guy like you, a person who is, they're selling something intangible, right? They're selling ideas and um, they're, they're selling their speaking services and I don't know, maybe consulting services. So how does that whole sales and marketing thing look, look like, what does that look like for you? Well, it's all about relationships first and foremost. Um, and then it get you getting referrals from people who've actually seen you in action. So a lot of times what I do is I just offer people an opportunity. Hey, this is what I can do um, for your organization. How about you allow me to come in um, and do a one hour presentation 
Um, and if you get good feedback, good results, then I can probably come in and do something else if that's what you like. So first is basically giving them something that they can see, something tangible, something that I can either work with them on or their staff. For example, something as easy as uh, communication skills or how to become more effective. Give them a one hour, like a lunch and learn type seminar. And if they walk away with something good, then let's sit down and let's put together a strategy on how I can come in and help your entire staff. Well, you know, you make a good point there because my experience has been there's, there, there's no sales tool that is as effective as doing good work, right? That's correct. A, yeah. That's a marvelous sales tool. Yeah. yeah, I go I go I'll go old school on you. As my grandmother would say, let the works I've done speak for me. <laughs> I like that and I'm sure I would like your grandmother. But this this mindset of yours uh I think is pretty consistent with other seasoned, successful uh, people in your arena. It, they really do have kind of a serve-first, impact-first mindset, don't they? Yes, they do. Um, and, you know, for me, it it comes from um, my background and who I am at the very core. Everything that I do, my interactions with people is based on, you know, a Christian worldview. Now, for those people that are listening, am I going to come to your organization and proselytize? No, I teach on, on soft skills, but my core values are such that I believe in helping people. Um, you know, with the many roles that I have, it's all about, um, you know, things that will do to help people. Um, I value time. I've, I, I'm deeply grounded in Christian worldview, and and I truly desire to help people. So, what are you finding even now? I've got to believe sometimes there are some parts of the the work that are a bit of a, a challenge, or maybe a little bit frustrating. What do you find at this point in your career is the most challenging for a? Uh, for the Mr. Speaker business? Well, well, right now, I mean, in the midst of uh, the, the pandemic, the, the mm. challenge is switching from a face-to-face -face environment to doing things virtually um, because that's what, you know, most speakers are usually in front of hundreds or literally thousands of people interacting with them. And overnight, that model has changed. And so now how do you switch to a virtual platform if you have not been doing things in that manner before. That's challenging. Another challenging thing is, you know, consistently providing a good, solid, sound um, message, um, being able to go to the same audience with different material that will benefit them. Because anybody can craft one speech and travel around to a hundred thousand places and do the same speech. Right. But what you want to be able to do is to consistently add value to those people that come back to you. So that's a challenge. Well, that's a great segue for us because I wanted to ask about the, the breadth and the scope uh, of your services. So is it all speaking or do you do workshops, consulting, other types of things as well? I, I do training sessions. I also uh, do individual uh, coaching which, is, which oh, really? is a great, yes, which is a great tool for that person who really wants to move from where they are to achieve their dreams, their goals, 
and their aspirations. And that's more individualized because it's all driven by what the individual wants to accomplish. Because a lot of people look at coaching, you know, from the aspect of, well, I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you how to do that. Coaches is more leading and guiding people uh, to where they need to be. Okay. So I've got a couple of uh, questions to ask about coaching. I find myself in a coaching role and a little bit more and more these days, I actually have a couple of what I'll refer to as external clients whom I'm coaching on some high velocity selling skills. And we have a high velocity selling simulator and all that. But most of my coaching is internal by that. I mean, the other studio partners in the business radio X system and here's what I want to ask you, because this has been my observation, that okay. the, the top performers who are really already doing really pretty darn good, they seem to be the most receptive, the most open-minded, the, the most energized around getting more coaching, getting additional information, trying new things. And the more marginal performers, the ones that really probably could use the help the most seem to have a lot more answers than questions. It seemed to be less, it seemed to embrace the whole idea less than the top performers. Is that just a, a, a unique world I'm finding myself in? Or is that, is that like the human nature? And do you run into that? Um, I, I think it all goes back to the, what I call the old good old 80, 20 rule Pareto principle, you know, only, you know, 20% of the people, they will realize the benefit of being coached. I mean, when you look at your top athletes in the world, they have coaches because they realize the benefit. They understand the value added because it's like, I can't see myself, but someone else can see me because I can't see myself because I'm in the picture frame. And so a coach helps you to realize where you are and ask you questions to get you to start thinking to uh, so you can formalize solutions to get to that next level. The difference is the people who want coaching and receive it understand the value. That is the biggest difference, understanding the value, seeing the worth in it. It's like two people could look at two different things and see it totally different based upon how they value it. I, I'm probably overstating it, and, and I was having the, a very similar conversation the other day just out on the, the deck the, the other evening, but I, I honestly believe if somehow, some way, LeBron James, the basketball player, if he really thought that there was a little something Stone Peyton could help him with, I think he'd hop on his plane or a plane and get down here. He would be open-minded to it, and he... I mean, I think you're, those people at the very top of their game, they need and want coaching. They go find the best in the business, and they, and they avail themselves to that input, don't they? They do, and it, it boils down to one of the things I often talk about is purpose planning and performing. Those individuals have realized their purpose, and once an individual realizes their purpose and then it becomes their passion, they do whatever they they need to do to get better at it. Those people who don't value coaching, maybe they're not even in the right career, not even in the right field because they don't have that burning mm. internal desire to do it. It's all about purpose because I, I tell you. Once you find your purpose, I mean, and you really understand it, 
nothing can really take you away from it. You may fall, you may have uh, failures, but you'll get back up. You'll eat, sleep, and dream it. And you look at those top athletes, they let nothing get in their way. <laughs> That's right. And, 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 and let's go back to reality for a moment. I have no business coaching LeBron James and LeBron stay where you are. I got nothing for you, man. Uh, well, what if he wanted to get better in radio? <laughs> you know what? If LeBron wanted to learn how to leverage this platform to meet hard to reach people, establish credibility and authority and genuinely serve his local business community, then I absolutely, I probably, I, I'm, I know a lot about that. So, um, what I was going to kind of move to is you're out there speaking on some very, uh, important topics. Did you go out and get formal credentials? Is it because of your experience in the army or is it, is it both? I, I I'm trying to, I'm politely trying to ask you, you know, what, what gives you the right to go out and speak and it qualifies you to be an expert. That's my question. Yeah. It's a little bit of both. <laughs> um, it, it kind of takes me back to one thing I heard, uh, uh, a speaker say one time, he says, a lot of people are, are hesitant to say that they're experts and they want to go out and get a lot of degrees and everything. And he says, you know, he told me, he said, you know, if you have a lot of degrees behind your name, he says, if you're good, they don't matter. If you're bad, they can't help you. So he was saying, <laughs> you know, you can go out and, and get all, all of the training, but you have to be good. So I've had some formalized training. I, I'm a John Maxwell certified speaker, uh, trainer, and coach, but it really is all about my history, my background. I'm working in the hotel and restaurant industry. I mean, my first job was a dishwasher. I worked in the private sector, life insurance, financial services industry, state, city government, the military. I was an AAU Pop Warner coach, being married for 26 years, you know, and I've, in my career, I've held uh, a variety of positions from HR to training and development leader, um, administration. So all of that experience has taught me a lot about people, processes, political savviness, and it taught me how to effectively communicate with and relate to people from all, you know, uh, walks of life and backgrounds. And the beauty of it is, being a speaker, being a teacher, I grasp information, but the one thing that has helped me was it taught me how to make the complex simple, easy, and easily digestible. And that's, you know, what qualifies me to be an expert because I can talk to people um, with a military background, understanding it, because I've been in war. I was in the Gulf War. I understand what mm -hmm. it means to come back home. I'm being depressed, having injuries. I'm a disabled vet. I can talk to people about running their business and operations from a hotel and restaurant perspective, because I work for Ponderosa, Waffle House, State Canal, state government, understanding the nuances there, um, having various positions there, understanding the politics of it all but basically understanding that in order for work to get done, it's comprised of two things, people and processes. And when they understand their purpose, regardless of wherever it is, they understand their purpose. They do a little bit of planning and they perform. Everything will work out right. Okay. Well, if we haven't learned anything else from this conversation, we've learned that uh, you can't hold down a job. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, I mean, I've been in state government for over 18 years, and so I was able to progress. But holding, you know, and, and that's the thing. And, and, and I like what you said. I've, I've, I can hold down a job, but in the pursuit of your passion, it involves risk. And a lot of people stay where they are and never fulfill their potential because they're afraid of risk. And I always enter into things like this. I, because of my background and my belief, no matter where I go, no matter what happens, I believe I can always find a job and anybody could find a job, but will you find your passion? And in order to find your passion, you have to have a base of income but you have to have the, the willingness to move out and to get beyond your comfort zone. And going back to the question, because I, I believe I didn't answer it fully, when it talks about serving, if you want to be great, you have to serve in some capacity, some capacity, because the service industry is where a lot of the money was until this uh, pandemic uh, being there to be able to give of yourself. And because I tell you, I come from a Christian worldview. Uh, Jesus himself said, the greatest of you would be the one who serves. And when you truly understand service, that means giving of yourself to someone to make them better. That's powerful. So I would love to share some tips with our listeners. If, if you have any, when it comes to this idea of engaging a coach or a or a mentor or getting involved in some sort of course of study to to further your own personal development um, in pursuit of your of your passion and your purpose i I think a lot of us and, and me included even though i 'm kind of in this arena a little bit i don 't know that i 'm very well equipped to properly shop <laughs> for a mentor or a coach. I'm not sure that I even know, you know, what questions to ask, what red flags to look out for. Uh, any counsel on that front? When, when you're looking for a mentor, one of the things I do is, is look at who's doing what you want to do. Mm. And not only who's doing what you want to do, but who's doing what you want to do well. That's that's the first thing. What you know, it's like who are the best speakers in the industry? Who you know, and I'm also a pastor. Who who's leading their their, their people? Who's providing good solid content and, and and preaching and and things of that nature? And then you look at those people, and then you begin to research them. And then you look at yourself and say, okay, and and you don't want to compare yourself to them because comparison is something that that'll that'll kill you every time. What you want to do is look at, okay, what level have they uh, attained? What level have they achieved? What knowledge do they have that you are lacking that could benefit you? And then you begin to ask those questions. Well, how did how did you learn about this? How did you learn? how to do these things. And I'll use myself for an example. I have three coaches and really? one is, you have is three coaches. Yes, I have three. Wow. Coaches. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Go on. <laughs> I, have, I have three coaches. One is the one that helps me on a monetary side because he's all about how to monetize things. And he teaches me that the other coach that I have 
he keeps me grounded and keeps me focused on what I need to do to become better. The other coach and, and mentor that I have is one on the spiritual aspect and teaching me how to be a better pastor, a better leader in the church. And what I do is I, I look at situations because one of the things we're going to talk about, and I'll just share this, I'm very open, um, is how do you, you know, as a, as a leader in the church and you've been there, you've been doing it, how do you manage volunteers and hold them mm. accountable when they're not even getting paid? Yeah. Okay. So, so that's one of my questions because I'm having, having issues in that area. So when you're looking for someone, you say, okay, where am I now? What issues am I having? What, uh, where do I need solutions? And then you find that person that's doing what you're doing, that you want to do, and they're doing it better, and picking up the phone and calling them and asking them. Um, that's what I've done um, in selecting um, my mentors. Now, do you have a, a market niche or two that is just really your wheelhouse, whether it's defined by type of person, role, industry, stage of career? Is, is there a niche or two that you really hone in on, or how have you defined your, I don't know what you'd call it, your, 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 your client profile, I guess? Well, I look at it from, from two perspectives, where my heart is and what I love is young people. Um, the, the 18 to 24 age group, what I classify as yeah. the young, young professionals, and, and they don't have a lot of money. Um, so their parents will probably more than so likely. So your money coach to... says, "Knock it off." <laughs> well, yeah. What does your yeah. money coach say about that? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the money coach says, "Okay, you, you can talk to those people, but <laughs> how are they going to, to to finance it?" So I teach them how to finance it um, by by parents, you know. <laughs> right. You know. You know. So so I I love that market. Why? Because when I look at that that range, eighteen to twenty four, that's where I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, a lot of mistakes. And one of my most favorite quotes is smart people learn from their own mistakes, but wise people learn from the mistakes of others. And even with my youth ministry at church, my collegiate ministry, they they really like the way I engage with them. I'm open and honest and they take the information to heart. Um, so that that's my, my my niche, because I really want to share. And I do a lot of giving there. But from a monetary perspective, my client base is the individual who realizes that conformity can cause them not to be successful. Uh, conformity, mm. meaning doing the same thing over and over. The person that wants to change their life or their current situation is my ideal client. I think that's marvelous. So what do you think, as you look back on the work that you've done so far, what do you think is the greatest benefit, the the, the most uh, obvious return on investment, I guess, for those clients who, who choose to in, engage your services or participate in some of your uh, educational opportunities? The, the greatest benefit, I, I do believe this, it, it goes back to, to action. What I teach and what I share is not theory. The majority of the things mm -hmm. that I talk about are things that I've gone through and I've lived and I've experienced. So the benefit or the takeaway would be if you apply, if you take action, if you move on the things that I share with you, the greatest benefit is 
you will begin to realize your potential. And from there, you will begin to maximize and change your life. That's the greatest benefit. Well, we said early in the conversation, or I suggested that uh, it sounds like a, a very noble pursuit, this work of yours, and it must be incredibly rewarding. I, I got to believe, man, if you're, if you're accomplishing that, you're doing that and your clients are getting that benefit, that's got to, you must sleep really well at night, man. You must, <laughs> you must really enjoy your work. I enjoy my work, but I, I, and I, you know, on nights when I'm really tired, but my mind's always going. (laughs) So I have to try to, you know, calm down. But as far as, you know, doing a hard, uh, uh, good, honest day's work, can I sleep at night? Yeah, because I go to bed, uh, you know, really uh, being fulfilled because I've helped somebody. You know, I, I, you know, even when people just, just call me up asking me for insights on something, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, God has blessed me or put me in a position where I have an answer to their problem. And it just, it just feels good because, you know, I grew up, I was a run of the litter, buck tooth, four eyes. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I couldn't, I couldn't buy a date in high school. And when I look at some of my photos, I was like, oh, I wouldn't date me either. But, <laughs> uh, you know, going going back to that and realizing that, you know, everybody wants to have some type of relationship. I, uh, I attack things from that perspective. I really have a genuine care and concern for people because when you're buck tooth and four eyes and people pick at you all day and, and make fun of you, it really hurts. So I know that pain of being ostracized. And so that's why I genuinely care for people. Um, and, and so I, I, I reach out and I truly want to help people change. Well, I, I genuinely believe you. It comes through over the, over the airways. There's no doubt in my mind that you, that you are an example of, of what can be accomplished with process, purpose, and, and some of the things that you, you've talked about. Before we wrap, do you have, I don't know, informational product, website, places for people to go and poke around a little bit even before um, maybe they try to have a conversation with you? Do you have anything like that? Oh, yes, most definitely. Um, you can go to the website. Um, it's my name, VincentTEdwards.com. Uh, com, and there you will find out a lot about me from uh, the words the text on the screen to some videos um, you'll be able to go and, and find out uh, take a look at my products um, the ebook the motivational cd but everything is there at vincenttedwards.com and from there you can get a you can uh, click on the on demand link and it'll take you to my on-demand site where I offer um, online training uh, to a private community Um, and it's just vincentondemand.com vincentondemand.com fantastic and is there kind of an easy path to if someone wanted to just have a brief conversation with you just to talk this through a little bit is there is that a possible oh yes it's all yes it's definitely possible Um, you can just uh, send me uh, an email at Mr. Mm-hmm. Speaker at Vincent T. Edwards dot com. Uh, Mr. Speaker at Vincent T. Edwards dot com. 
or on my website, you can go to the contact page and fill out a little form there and it'll get to me and I'll be happy to talk with you. Well, Mr. Speaker, Vincent T. Edwards, it has been an absolute delight having you on the show this afternoon. Thank you so much for sharing your your story and helping us educate and, and inform our listeners. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on your show and, and feeling that my content was worthy of your listeners. Absolutely my pleasure. All right, until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Mr. Speaker Vincent T. Edwards, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you in the fast lane. <laughs>